0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. A hoax in the sky. I'm Rebecca Lieb.
1: I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town.
0: type of bomb on board was an altitude uh, control bomb, and we did not know what altitude it was set to go
2: off at. Qantas had paid half a million dollars ransom to guarantee the safety of the 116 passengers after a telephone caller had convinced officials that an altitude bomb had been placed aboard.
3: If you know me and you don't, I love a good hoax. Love it.
1: Hoax and Horton.
3: I love it. When a word ends with the letter X, I'm like, this is good.
1: Hijinks. And hoax.
3: I love hoaxes. Tech mechs. And I think what has brought that on is I just love them. I love, you know, obviously pyramid schemes, mm-hmm. scams, yeah. fraud-based things. Oh, and yeah. and I've been listening to my current favorite podcast, and mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite podcasts is mm-hmm. Swindled. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. It's
1: free uh, plug for swindle. They don't need it. They don't. But
3: I'm when I run out of episodes, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be very, very upset. Yeah it's it's just it's great. you're
1: like a ticking time bomb.
3: It just covers a lot of swindles. You know, it, mm. it, there's crime involved, but it's not it usually doesn't end as macabre as some yeah. of the things. But if you're into any kinds of fraud, scams, white collar crime, and you know, sometimes it gets, you know, a little a little a little dirty. But it got me really interested in hoaxes. And this is one hoax that I've always been. Hoaxified? Kind of, yeah, I was. I was. I was kind of familiar with it, mm-hmm. just in general research, but I never really got down and dirty with it.
1: Mm-hmm. And you did. Um, it's yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are we now? Yeah,
3: but mm-hmm. it is the Qantas bomb hoax of 1971. Ooh-wee! Ooh, because it is a hoax. So you mm-hmm. know, talk. You know, bombs and airplanes mm-hmm. in 1971 were bad, but worse after you know 9/11. Yeah. But the fact that it's a Hoax, and it takes place in Australia. And for some mm. reason, Australia, we Australia listen. To, we listen to like, Teachers Pet, right? Yeah, we yeah. To... Australia is unhinged. Oh, there's just so there's the level of like kind of crime. And I love Australia. Mm-hmm. Like we'd love to go yeah. there. Please. Oh, absolutely. Somebody send My us. My brother there. lives there. Oh yeah, does he like it?
1: Yeah, he loved. He lived in China. He did live in China. He moved to Australia. He's oh. in uh, Adelaide. Okay, I'm to so. go visit.
3: It's not like oh, he lived in uh, Valley Village and then he moved to Burbank. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no. He's not okay. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah. He's we do. In- we love
1: Australia. We have loved ones in Australia. It's it's just the culture there is so. It's like sliding doors, England. You know, it's like it's very like bizarro Europe. Yeah, I, the, plus I, deadly animals.
3: Yeah, I and I feel like there's just like the crime and true crime aspect in in Australia is mm-hmm. rife. Oh I guess. yeah. Oh, and yeah. I guess Australia was a debtor's prison at one time. Yes, right? that it was. was so it, it was. It's interesting, but we is not meant to be disparaging. No, it's a celebration. We we'd love it's to go. A
1: celebration, the Qantas bomb hoax is a celebration of your culture.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, is when people pull off like a scam, especially if nobody obviously a victimless crime, but if nobody mm-hmm. gets hurt. Mm -hmm. and it's just like monetary damage or time consumption, Mm -hmm. I feel like credit should be given to the people that pull them off, especially Mm -hmm. over a long period of time. Yeah, That's in a general thing. I feel like there should be some credit given Mm -hmm. where maybe you could like turn around and be like, hey, let me lend my, and that happens, let me lend my knowledge. Sure. You know, like a hacker that gets caught and Mm -hmm. then says, hey, listen, in turn, I'll lend my knowledge to how to, you know, safeguard your internet better. Yeah. I feel like some credit should be given. But I'm going to give, I guess I'll give some credit to Mr. Brown. Hmm. Oh.
1: What? You Ooh. want to know about Mr. Brown? Yeah. Okay. He well, sounds ominous. Single. Does he have a first, da- first name and a <laughs> well,
3: listen? You're sounding just like a Fed. Oh, you sound no. just like a Fed. Dark yeah, Alert. Yeah. Yes. I'm well, cool. I'm cool. I smoke. Let me just kind of lay it out. Mm-hmm. At eleven AM, May 26th, 1971. Man called him calling himself Mr. Brown
1: mm-hmm.
3: called the Department of Civil Aviation. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, I don't know if that's yeah, the, po- the That's what big... it's called in, in everywhere, or mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with aviation. I lost my much? brother about okay. it. Yeah, that um, might
1: be. Yeah, in fact, I would love him to weigh in on this because yeah. he taught a class about hoaxes and crashes Ooh. and all kinds of. Yeah.
3: I'm not talking about conspiracy theories. No, but like aviation
1: craziness, essentially. I like that. class is called that.
3: He's not going to say the earth is flat, is he?
1: He's a flat earther. He's <laughs> my brother, and I Eli. love him. He has some good ideas. Yeah.
3: So it was transferred to a police officer and he said there was a bomb in Locker 84 at Sydney's Kingsford Smith international airport.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So he's like, okay, there's okay. a bomb.
1: He's like, here's some info department of civil aviation
3: was supposed to be a 24 stick gel barometric bomb, which oh sounds God, I love those bombs. <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. It sounds, it, sounds, terrifying. It, does. it sounds
1: like it is. It's made of a neon color. Yeah. Like it glows in the locker. Yeah.
3: It's uh,
1: like a Ghostbuster style, yeah. It's twenty four.
3: Listen, one stick and I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah. You got twenty four sticks. Whoa, 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 stop it, stop no it, stop you. it. Mm-mm. Also, there is an identical bomb oh, on board cool. a twin? Boeing seven hundred and seven, Qantas jet. It was flight seven fifty five, mm-hmm. London to Hong Kong.
1: So double whammy, big classic. Big classic. We got one domestic. We got one abroad, baby. So they go and check. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Let's see what's going on
3: the bomb yeah. spot," and they found it. There was a bomb.
1: Oh, okay. It was not
3: activated. Okay. But obviously it was a real bomb. They were like, somebody made this, was like, knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, it's not like a prank. It's like they showed up and there was a, a a bag of dog poop.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? No, they're not yeah. here. And it was like, sorry, Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
3: is that your reimagining? of? A- yeah,
1: this is a better, so, this is already a better yeah. version of seven.
3: So they were like, this is, this is a real bomb. And there were three notes found inside the box. Of the bomb, so there was more information. They were dr- life
1: finds a way. Nope, no, not like, even close. Believe in your dreams. <laughs> yes, but it
3: was backwards. <laughs> they were like, "You're in believe." We'll never figure this one out. Burn it. The first one was addressed to Captain R.J. Ritchie, Qantas general manager, and he said he wanted five hundred thousand dollars in ransom in exchange for instructions how to defuse the bomb. Mm-hmm. It's an altitude bomb, so when it hits the altitude,
1: mm, it's like speed, but. Up?
3: up, yeah, <laughs> it's up. The movie up. Up, butt speed, but speed yeah. on up. Which is interesting because we Uppers. kind of did an episode on, about the balloon fest, yeah, and that was up. up. We're really well. We are you the ghost town you universe. Guys get is,
1: a get a locker. Put some pictures up. Start putting strings. Yeah, you can episodes. really. You will crack this.
3: Yeah, we are here to crack. You're this. in the ghost town universe. Quit your job. <laughs> Stop <all> your
1: friends. <laughs> Make this your yeah. life. And if you have friends, how do you do it? <laughs> how do you have any friends? Can, is this what we talk about patreon.com slash ghost town pod? Not yet.
3: Okay. You got the you got the name right, though. Jumping at the really bit. Really like, I
1: finally got the name after over 100 I'm episodes. I'm only on letter number um, one. Whoa, damn. Okay. Yeah. We got a lot. We got a journey. All right.
3: The second letter was addressed to Sergeant Short, of the police. He says, a larger life, larger device. I, mean, I don't know if he thought maybe like, I need enough people to get this information. Mm-hmm. Like if, for Just some covering reason, one his
1: bases, per- you know? If
3: one person... If it's only one and the person's out, maybe out sick, and it takes them yeah. a couple days to get it, it, it it's needs to on vacation be vacation
1: with their family. Someone's wife got pregnant, yeah.
3: and like they're out. So, same information. Sure. The third one said that if the plane descended actually below mm. twenty thousand feet, the bomb would explode. Okay, what is it? So, is what it goes going up must up, come down, or is it it's descending? going down. It's going. Okay. It's once it maybe it triggers up. Okay, triggers and up and triggers down,
1: and then okay, so turned on. Yes. Explode. Turn you on. You can't see my finger right now, but my finger went up. Stay
3: my finger went down. In infinitum, up in the air. Infinitum it is that a word? I don't know. Infinitum.
1: Infinite, infinitiveness. No, infinitum. It sounds like it's a word. And like in perpetuity. Yeah, it's know. not illegal. It's a legal. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the office of the prime minister, the premier, the minister of civil aviation. They all got the information. The army, mm-hmm. and navy. Got together, they had submarines, helicopters, because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, we got to, we're going to go up, we got to go down, Mm -hmm. we have to cover all bases. Sure. Air and sea rescue, bomb Mm -hmm. dismantling. Yeah. You know, probably they were like, wow, we really have to assemble on
1: this one. Yeah, we're going to crack force. And this is, and bomb stuff is no joke.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is not, but if you remember the title. You can just. It's a jokes. You can relax. <laughs> no, it's a real. It's a rokes. It's a real. It's hoax. A, well, OK.
1: <laughs> a joke hoax would just be real. Yeah. A real mom. I guess so. Yeah. Damn.
3: Uh, so there was 116 passengers, 12 crew. They connected to the Captain William, mm. nickname Bill. Stop Sowing, it. Yeah. And he was in control of the plane. He, you know, he was told, you know, he was skilled. He mm-hmm. knew what he was doing. He said, continue north to Brisbane, Queensland, which way they were going and follow, you know, mm-hmm. just wait for instructions. But he realized that Sydney Airport was superior in capacity for, you know, capabilities and emergencies. So he was kind of like uh, changed to to mm-hmm. kind of go in that direction. So he's going back now. He's going back to Sydney and maintain an altitude of 3,500 feet, mm-hmm. 1,500 above. Okay. So the crew, you know, started looking for this bomb. Sure. They were, they were like,
1: um, but like probably in a casual, like. Oh yeah. Check hey, do you around. want some nuts? Can I look inside your bag, please? Yeah. Can I pat you down? And everyone's smoking cigarettes. Oh, hell it's yeah it's cool. I like my brother took me up in a plane, like a little Cessna plane when he first got his license. It was one of the most terrifying and humbling things as an older sibling. Also, there was an ashtray, yeah. like an old school ashtray. Like, right I, I remember them. I remember on planes oh. with
3: ashtrays. Oh my I, god. I remember it really well. Like I remember yeah. like and then when they kind of like sealed them up when they were like, You can't do this anymore, but they, yeah. they still had them in there before yeah. they eventually change the changed the yeah. Amazing. So he found a minimum speed because he had to save, save gas. They were looking for, they were looking, they were looking for it. Yeah. They were scouring it. They were looking for it. Yeah. Everyone's uh, like,
1: what the hell's going on here? All the Australians were like, we just want to get home. Everyone's like, we're checking your bags again. We're checking your cufflinks and pockets. Let me look inside your eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on inside that pill case? Mm
3: -mm. Nope. Well, you know what? They're not, they didn't find anything, did they? But. They did not know that at the time there was negotiating, there was negotiations. Everyone has a nickname, Captain Robert James Burt Richie. It's like, yeah. did you give yourself your own nickname?
1: Yeah, you just make, just take another norm core male name and yeah. put it in your name.
3: And general manager Philip Housen, mm-hmm. the extortionist, wanted to speak with Captain Ritchie,
1: mm-hmm.
3: who was out of his office at the time. Housen, out of office, you yeah, know, that's you don't know who's going to be there.
1: Everyone has a life,
3: and so Housen says, I'm the general manager. So they started negotiating. Uh, Qantas wrote a check for the $500,000. Yeah, they're like, Here, check.
1: I don't know, God. Yeah,
3: they then they started, you know, they wrote the check and they were starting to
1: mm-hmm. bundle
3: them, you know, the $20. -hmm. Notes, I guess whatever the you know it's not twenty dollars bills, but whatever the
1: Australian uh, currency, yeah,
3: like the highest Australian Mm -hmm. currency, you know, the Reserve Bank, Reserve Bank, and they they're counting the money through the afternoon. They only had time to record a minimal number of banknote prefixes, you know, to Mm -hmm. you know track the money. Yeah, when when they get it, it was late in the afternoon. It's winter now. Mister Brown Brown said the ransom was by this time. There was only one hour of fuel on the plane, so they were like, they were like, like, we we can't do this forever,
1: people. Like, get on it.
3: So, Mr. Brown mm-hmm. spoke with Housen,
1: And Dr. PM. Brown soda's like, no, man, come on.
3: <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a Jewish jelly, right? That's, Dr. Brown's a Jewish Dr. jelly, Brown, right? Yeah, the
1: celery soda, yeah. the cream soda. I always mm. pretended
3: to like it. I never really, I don't really, know. Maybe I like I, it. Maybe I love I, soda, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I used to go to Jewish delis, and mm-hmm. that's what they, they yeah. had. Me root beer. Was, yeah, was for sure, good. for sure. Totally relevant to the story, though.
1: Yeah, uh, Well. Brown, Doctor, <laughs> Mister, Who, who's to say? We, I am. It's,
3: it has nothing <laughs> to do with it. <laughs> oh, okay. So he, they spoke at two p.m., three p.m., four p.m. As time was going on, more instructions, and he always had details that he was like, "No, next, you'll get more details." So mm-hmm. he's just basically kind of just stalling. Okay. And then a call at five thirty came from Mister Brown with the final payoff instructions. The exchange less than nine minutes. He was told a yellow van would pull up outside the, the Qantas house mm-hmm. in Chiefly Square at five forty-five. Driver was to toot the horn three times and wave the car keys at the window. Um, Jingle, jangle. They were like, if anything goes wrong, boom. He's like, I, you know, cut,
1: boom. Yeah.
3: Be, the getaway vehicles have to be followed. You know, obviously, if you follow, you, the, you know the story. Mm-hmm,
1: exactly. Um, a yellow van. It's and like then the he most was
3: like, bright color. It's not just me. There's a huge network here. It's, mm-hmm. it's Other things can happen if you delineate. Is that the right word? Delineate from the plan? Deviate? Is it deviate? What's know. delineate?
1: Delineate is like a little like, like a subcategory.
3: Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So not not Whatever. deviate. Yeah. Not delineate. And then, so there was, you know, police radio showed, uh, v- there's vehicles kind of like undercover mm-hmm. out there. He made the, the, Captain Richie made the rendezvous to deliver the ransom. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know if he knew what the, you know, chief executive looked like. So mm-hmm. they weren't going to substitute a police officer in the place. They didn't want to take that chance. He's like, no. I know what you look like. Now you've deviated from oh, the plan. Yeah, look at that. Running. Nice. Life is a process of learning. Nice. Mm-hmm. And the getaway vehicle was not tailed. The van was discovered a minutes later parked at the corner of George and Bathurst Streets, opposite the region Theater in the heart of the city.
0: Mm-hmm. Want to take a little break? And I was this? just going to say that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take.
2: Movies inspired by real crimes, cruise ship deaths and disappearances, crimes that shape the course of history, and crimes involving families. These are just a few of the series you can find on Corpus
0: Delicti. Corpus Delicti is a weekly true crime podcast that takes a series approach, spending several weeks at a time discussing crime within a certain topic.
2: Hosted by Two Southern Bells, we bring you compelling stories with a hint of Southern charm. Sometimes. The stories will make you cry. Sometimes you might even laugh, but they're stories you won't want to miss.
0: Find Corpus Delicti on your favorite podcast app by searching for C-O-R-P-U-S-D-E-L-I-C-T-I and join us every Tuesday. Hope to see you then. All right.
3: Now we're back from the break. We're back. Hello. Let me read some Instagram.
1: Yeah, what's uh, happening on our Instagram, which is uh, for, ghost town pod. Yeah, huh? nice.
3: Thank nice. you. Forrest Whitaker eyes, which is Brandon. Mm-hmm. He, like, do you know this person? I, I do now. Oh, yeah. He he made an Instagram stories. Listen to ghost town pod at Rebecca Lee and at the Jason Horton, which mm-hmm. is our Instagram. That's us. They are fantastic. So super supportive.
1: Wow. Just like I love it. Brief, but impacting.
3: Yeah, I like it. Super mm-hmm. important. Thank you for the support. If you Thank are you. wondering, like, uh, is rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts you helpful? Guys don't need that. It is absolutely. It absolutely we is super live for helpful.
1: It, we live on it. It
3: helps us with you having to really do very mm-hmm. little. And if you've done it already, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank absolutely. you so much. Please, please, please do it. Please. And if you want to do more, you can get a limited edition enamel pin, yes. the first piece of Ghost Town merch.
1: Oh my God, these pins are beautiful. They are Solid gold, better diamonds. Yes. <laughs>
3: better than the show itself.
1: <laughs> yes. For only $6.66, yeah. you can make a deal with the devil baby.
3: Yeah. And it's limited. We're probably going to break even on this particular thing. That's an optimistic thought. Yes. We're probably going to lose mm-hmm. money, uh-huh. but we rather you have the pin, but you still get the bonus episodes. So you go to what's
1: the, the so Patreon is, <laughs> is www.ghosttownpatreon.com. I got nervous. I got, okay, You it tried was, to show off the WWE. I I, I, know, I really did. I, I, I really flew voted. too close You're to hot the hot dog okay. in the whole thing. WWE.patreon.com <laughs> slash ghost town pod. All right. Yes. We did it. I finally got it. It's been a year in the making. I haven't ball. known. I am not an active, I have active knowledge of our social media or Patreon accounts for about a year. But here we are, you know. You didn't know who Nicolas Cage was when I was trying <laughs> to describe it to you. I'm <laughs> <So, laughs> very with it. Yeah. I, I am not going slowly on. going crazy.
3: Okay. Are you down for more crime? I am. Okay. Let's do some more crime. So a technician had noticed a mustard colored van being driven.
1: Mustard or yellow? Which is it?
3: I mean, I would say brown. I'm going to say brown mustard. Hmm. It was driven erratically along George Street and, you know, caught his attention. The, he just jammed on the brakes. Uh-huh. A man emerged from the van carrying two blue suitcases, and he walked around, corner to Bathurst Street, and head off on foot into the direction of Hyde Park. Why? Hyde Park in London.
1: Why? It's like, yeah. the van, he leaves the van with the money on foot?
3: Yeah. Like, in a panic. In so, a at six ten 10 p.m., suitcase. Mr. Brown telephoned Qantas officials for a last time, well, for a final um, time. Public phone booth, by the way.
1: Of course, God. And it always is. he
3: was like, postscript. There's no bomb on the plane. Gotcha. Yeah. He's
1: like- You've been punked.
3: Yeah, pretty much. You've been exed. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Kennedy's exed. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, deep cut. Yeah, deep cut. deep, mm-hmm. deep cut, So people are, they're, people are obviously relieved. It's not mm-hmm. like, hey. Yeah, they're not like, oh, yeah. come on, you lied to us. I was hoping there was going to be a bomb. I hope something was going to go wrong here. So people mm-hmm. were relieved.
1: Yeah. If this were a movie, it would be the the fuel would be already on zero, like past zero. Yeah. And, and everyone's like, oh, my God. And he's like, no bomb. And they'd be like, thank God. And then like a bunch of people make out on the plane.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Mr. Brown gets away.
1: Well, Mr. Brown
3: temporarily Arch. so they're retracing his steps they're trying to find out mm-hmm. where he went
1: they are like uh, yeah. flag all mustard or yellow vans
3: yeah he once he handed the two blue suitcases to Mr. Brown captain she took the elevator to his office a couple minutes past when a detective McNeil walked and announced they've got away then mm-hmm. uh, the Qantas general manager was like how we had a plan mm-hmm. they had a plan to you know they had Undercover, plain clothes. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, the police got stuck in the elevator. Nice. And it stopped at every floor. You know, when you're in an elevator and just like, and you're like, it stops at every single floor. Yeah. And it's you have to go. And so that's like, what, oh my god. I mean, uh, I has got to be a way here. to bypass that. Yeah, I mean, there's got to um, be some
1: button where it's like, get yeah. the bomb threat yeah. person.
3: So they did not have him. So there's conflicting stories of mm-hmm. like what actually happened. No, no, we wouldn't have gotten him anyway based mm-hmm. on other information. But, you know, sure. um, this guy seemed to just be like, I got the monies and started yeah. running. It's like,
1: I'm on foot.
3: Yeah. I'm running towards a public park. He's probably better at the like the kind of technology version of it than the escape mm-hmm. version of it.
1: I mean, some of this seems very sophisticated, the story. And other yeah. parts seem seems not at
3: all. So now they're like, we have to. He's like, w- he's gotten away.
1: Yeah, He's
3: gone. The money's got to be spent, guilt has to be weighed. People yeah, involved, the bills, it, it's like loose lip, lip sync ships. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if we notice somebody going, Hey, wow, you just bought a you know, a $75,000 car, and yeah, don't you don't know, know what the mean? serial
1: numbers, it's kind of like DB. That's some, okay, some. Okay. They okay. couldn't do it all in, in time, it's a lot of money, yeah, yeah.
3: So, they thought that Mr. Brown. The like they're kind of the CIB, mm. Criminal Investigation Bureau, which is I mean, the CIA or sure. the FBI. They thought that it was somebody who was involved that understood aviation, mm-hmm.
1: and which bombs. is.
3: Yeah. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Right. Uh, I suppose. I mean, you'd have to figure out how to get you'd have to understand nuances of like, we mm. can't just be like, I'll just throw in like, you know, seat F3. You know what yeah. I mean? You just can't. No. You just can't do it like that. They might have might have worked at the Sydney airport that maybe you know, knew some people. There was a story from The Daily Telegraph mm-hmm. that they were gonna the detective Sergeant Ken Brown was creating a life-size model of him based on the description so they were making like a composite of him oh, to kind of like size really, model yeah so just Creepy. to really to really identify who it is yeah every um, part of they him. they said press come in here take a it was like an art installation they're yeah like, they're come.
1: like come take a picture with Dr. Brown
3: they said that he was around 25 five foot eight young uh, hot single. Brown hair, like kind of like to the Ooh. yeah, like kind of like a bob <laughs> cut, a <long laughs> like a bob. Prince
1: Valiant style. Yeah, sort of yeah, right, something well. like that.
3: Mustache, glasses. Now, who knows what's yeah. a wig and what's you know blue floral pattern shirt open at the neck, pretty Ooh. deep. Yeah, okay, pretty, okay.
1: pretty deep. Am, I'd take a picture with this composite. A I'd take this composite out for dinner, and I'd pay.
3: Fawn colored. Wind cheater jacket, which may be like a windbreaker.
1: colored. Oh, yeah, that's know. like, I call that light brown peanut. This is very
3: jaunty. Light color trousers, flared bottoms, well-worn brown, suede Ugh, desert Everyone boots. has
1: a flare jean on a man, you know? Yeah. Is it Jim Morrison? <laughs>
3: yeah, he died brown at the same time. <laughs> it lent, the London newspaper, The Evening Standard, claimed a man was known to them. And they dispatched some fingerprints. And they were like, hey, we, you know, we're going to have a, a lead on this person on June 1st. Please park the mustard colored van at the corner of mm-hmm. the scene. So somebody might recognize it like, hey, do you remember seeing this here? So we'll put yeah. it there so you understand what's going on. They want to see if there's connected to any other criminals. They connected with the FBI, Scott and, Scott and Yard, Interpol, academics at Sydney's University, listening to the voices. Mm-hmm. All the, th- you know, some of the things that we were talking about in another episode where it's like all these little things. The tools, the resources and to this is earlier someone. in time. But of course, yeah. you know, it's when like it's... Uh, bomb threats and half a you know million.
1: Yeah. Or even like the phone tracking thing, like where to find yeah. out where the phone booths were or the registration on the van or something. Or maybe even like the brand shirt. Like, can you go and find that's what they did for Night Stalker? They yeah. found his shoe. But like, yeah. can we find any of those things? Yeah.
3: Well, what they did, they started doing some forensics on his voice. They said a mid in mid England with the twang of North London.
2: Ooh. He said the
3: man took possession of the ransom, spoken on Australian accent, so detectives said that it, maybe it wasn't the actual Mr. Brown. The person who picked the thing up mm. was not the person on the phone. That makes sense. Yeah. And the ingredi- ingredients, I'll call them, of mm-hmm. uh, the bomb were only used at the Mount Isa Mines Limited in Queensland and Western Australian Mining Company. Mm-hmm. They went okay. and investigated. They had a few suspects, people who maybe have access or like a working knowledge of it. And then finally. Oh, baby. The arrest Gold of line. Mr. Brown. Ooh. Mr. Brown and me. <laughs>
1: you
3: can you're write letters to him now. You're already writing letters to him, i already in love. Yeah. He's 97 right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you're like, 95 is my limit. Babe. Come
1: on. So
3: they, two men were brought in on August 4th, 1971. Mm-hmm. A press conference chief of the CIB said that a 30-year-old, a 31-year-old fiberglass factory owner and driver mm-hmm. from Devon England or Devon England mm-hmm. was Mr. Brown and a 20 year old Australian barman and former marine engineer was his accomplice. A detective acted on a tip off from a service. Uh, the gas station attendant about a, a guy that was spending a bunch of money. Yeah. And, and a he, gas station was like, yeah, I want all yeah. the
1: sodas yeah. and hard boiled like, eggs and thing with,
3: uh, with a brand new Jaguar.
1: So, yeah. And, you know, and he's he was like, like, I want 14 money orders and a Snickers.
3: Yeah. It's just like, dude, like, I don't <laughs> no, you know. No, I mean? He's like, something's up. Yeah. He's like, I'll take the king size. He's like, yeah. no, no, I'll take the regular size. I'll buy two of them. I don't care. I got money to burn. That's my idea Being of luxury, twigs. though. Yeah. That, that's what, uh, yeah. No, actually, here's what happened. He originally had a, a Jaguar and then he came in with a new Ford GT. Oh. So I guess. He's like, wait,
1: wait. Nick's the Jaguar. He's like, yeah. go back, park away, get no, the No, other- no, no. He's
3: pulled in a new ja- Oh, okay. They switch cars. Okay. Got it. That, now I'm understanding this because, yeah, mm-hmm. they there's just, uh, he's like, oh, okay, new car, a new car. They put a tail on him. Then he was arrested, mm-hmm. living in a brand new penthouse. And yeah, all those things that you you shouldn't you don't learn. do those things. Yeah.
1: I guess if you're like 25 and you you're like you've never had this kind of money, you're like, yeah, I'll buy a high-rise build. Yeah. I'll buy the nicest things. I'll get all the gold and silvers and platinums it. and diamonds, champagnes, uh, women. Uh,
3: the second man boring. they arrested him. He was sitting in a late model red 4GT mm-hmm. inside of his home and they empowered a Ford van located in a property in another suburb and it contained a bunch of tools mm-hmm. um, you know, that coincide with this and they were arrested to appear in court the same day. They stood court
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
3: and they charged that Peter Pasquale Macari was the person known as Mr. Mr.
1: Brown.
3: Mr. Brown. He's like,
1: let's take this name and let's whittle it down to something very normal.
3: Yeah, very cool name. He said he was the man who placed the bomb in the Sydney Airport, made the ten- telephone calls, and took position, t- took the ransom, and mm-hmm. drove the van. He, a wow. second man, Mister mm-hmm. Raymond James, pointing—good names. Ooh, yeah. Assisted Macari in making the bomb, wrote through the letters, and then just kind of aided him in the operation. Yeah. Technical stuff. So, did he also have a penthouse though? Oh, uh, what he had? I think he had. He had a couple of roommates. Oh, <laughs> it was like a it's three's company like situation. Living in deep yeah. In
1: Hollywood. Yeah.
3: So here's the thing, not all the money's recovered. That's a big Ooh, thing about this. That's the a money fun is still, thing. yeah. And he, they said Mr. McCarry was a flight risk. He was skipped on bail due to the serious nature. There was still forty. There was still four hundred sixty thousand dollars were still missing. Remaining a lot of money that's yeah. still missing. On Sunday, August eighth, the Sydney Morning Herald ran a story: one hundred thirty thousand, two hundred forty dollars, two hundred forty $240, mm-hmm. whatever the, the, the money is at the time. I was hidden in a fireplace in in uh, of, I think of Mr. Brown's, yeah, in his fireplace, yeah, in what is in a property that that he purchased was bricked up in a fireplace, and mm-hmm. he had some time, I mean there was a couple of months where they you know they didn't yeah, this sounds weird
1: though it's like, yeah. uh, I want to have this cookie. I'll put it in a mouth,
3: yeah, you know, so yeah, they just they found it in plastic garbage bags, and there was stuff with the twenty dollars notes. Mm-hmm. They couldn't find anything else anywhere there. The total came to hundred thirty eight two forty. They can now account for. Half of the half million. Detectives alluded they were expecting a person the petrol station attended to make a claim for the $50,000 reward. So that's accounting mm-hmm. for that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I guess. And Mr. Brown, right before he did that, a movie called The Doomsday Flight mm-hmm. appeared on a Sydney radio, Sydney television station. And same, a similar story of that yeah. concealed bomb criminal. And if it f- flew below that, it would dec- detonate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Is
1: that one, there was no bomb on the plane, too.
3: No, I think that one Real. was that was that was not. Yeah. And then the Washington, D.C. told hundreds of television stations, do not show this film. It mm-hmm. was aired in Canada in 1971. I don't know if it actually ended up airing. Yeah. So it was a uh it was like a pretty. Giant yeah, bust. it was like a pretty. Oh, uh, don't pretty, make a movie. Yeah. Pretty, um, pretty That pretty coincides with a crime,
1: yeah. a current crime. Because that yeah. could be sticky.
3: And they want then it's like, where's the money? Where Where's is the money? Where is the money? Show me the money?
1: That yeah. was later.
3: There's 239,000. He said there was a third person. And yeah. he was the mastermind.
2: Oh. Goes by
3: the name of Ken. <laughs> they <just> getting lazy <laughs> with the names here. Gary. <laughs> he, it was, he, that was, it was Ken who asked me to make the bomb. Had watched Doomsday Flight and stayed to touch on television the day of the extortion. And he took all of it except for 125. He threatened me and spoke of what they would do to him. So he mm. was... Wow. Also under the gun. Yeah. The Browns said that after be, being paid the 500000 he left the stolen van and he walked down Kent Street. Mm-hmm. He said that Ken and his second man were waiting in a white Valiant. Both parties drove to Olive Street, Paddington. I think we were Olive Garden. I was no. like, hell yeah. yeah that's how this ends. Yeah. The suitcase were open. Ken took out the one twenty-five and handed it to him. And then he put, the re- lion's share of the ransom and drove away. Police are like it's Makari that did it. Yeah, he said they gave fifty thousand the ransom to Raymond Poynton and kept the rest. Mm-hmm. They think that the missing money is underwater off Bondi Beach in two corrosion-proof wall sinks. No, that's the that's same one of the beach, theories. Yep.
1: That's very close to my brother and kind of close to a teacher's bed. I think Your brother does involved. my brother have this money? Is his name
3: Ken? On. <laughs> <laughs> uh, January twenty seventh, nineteen seventy two. They were about to get about to get sentenced. Kari got fifteen years. I okay. uh, pled guilty, and Raymond James Pointing got seven years. All right. Yeah, and crimetraveler.org, really good site. They have like really good. <laughs> Nazi have really good like. Uh, they just have really good like information. That's and, great. And, and a cool ton of good stuff. stuff. All the, right, the great all right. pic. If you wanted to check the pictures, check them out. Okay. It was uh yeah. I've uh, there's some
1: cool fashion photos of these men. Gorgeous. Site. I can't wait.
3: And the bombs are pretty are pretty terrifying. I
1: will swipe right on all of that.
2: From the brilliant creative minds that brought you Keep Drinking, It'll Get Better, and The Real Housewives of Hillcrest Nursing Home, comes the podcast that people are raving about. Hi, this is Edward October for Octoberpod here to tell you what people are saying about our true crime podcast. A thread store in Arizona says, too much dribble and slang. These ladies obviously enjoy their own humor and sound high? Hey, at least they called you ladies. Benny from Idaho says, Your topics are so appealing, but a three-person pod is difficult enough to follow without banter? Um, our true crime podcast only has two people wait 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 wait. where's the other 100 five star reviews can somebody give me the five star reviews okay here we go much better luscious lee says stand up five stars you girls are funny af i especially love the me and mrs jones rendition you sneak into the recording cherry g 107 says i struggle finding a new podcast and so far i've been hooked to you guys podcast keep up the good work thumbs up thumbs up smiley face Our true crime podcast, two girls, one story, and lots of bad renditions of songs you love. Available on your favorite podcatcher. Go binge it today.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality,